Well, all right, it's uh, week number three for the Friday update interview, and we have plum run out of time. Uh, Sean Moffenbeyer, number three, and I have kind of been uh, playing phone tag during the week. Uh, I'm down here in California doing my thing. He's doing his thing, and we just couldn't match up. So uh, we're going to do this uh, Friday update interview as a podcast. Um, so, hey, Sean, thank you very much for uh, finding the time to have a little chat here today. You are very welcome, Bill. Thanks for having me on for this beautiful Friday update. The Friday update show, the big show here. All right, buddy. Well, um, well, for starters, uh, I'm sitting in the parking lot at Snapdragon Stadium in San Diego. Uh, where have we got you today? I am currently on the road uh, doing some work for my dad right now while he's in Mexico. And so, yeah, I'm just running around the prairie fixing up uh, machines and, and, yeah, taking care of business. All right, so for people that don't know, we're talking Speedy Creek Bank Machines, right? <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> bank machines. I saw you sent a photo, and you looked like you were elbows deep trying to uh, trying to dig out the money, or what the heck were you trying to fix? <laughs> uh, that time of year where everything starts to get dusty and broken, and so my dad likes to go on vacation and then leave a bunch of stuff for me to fix. <laughs> card readers, just honestly cleaning and maintenance and all sorts of things. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice reminder of uh, maybe to go a little bit faster on dirt bikes so I don't have to get a real job sooner. So, yeah, it's, it's a good uh, mental exercise before starting the season. <laughs> all right, well, of course, okay, you've just... Uh... Well, you've led me into a question there, obviously, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I want to let's 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 talk quickly about uh, last season because it was not easy for you. I mean, we just talked here before we started recording this, but uh, round one at Kamloops, you had that uh, that freak shoulder thing there. Talk about talk about uh, that. Yeah, last year was uh, kind of an interesting year for me. Honestly, I I had a great off season. We got the bike a lot better. Um, so I came into the outdoors like pretty confident in what I could do and then um, at round one in Kamloops just came uh, around the corner by the start there just trying to tuck under Tanner and, and lost the rear end a little bit and it like uh, high centered or yeah high centered a little bit on me and um, like mid air it like jerked the front of the bars and it actually popped my shoulder out so I dislocated my shoulder there couldn't get it back in on the track. Had to go back into Kamloops to the hospital, get it popped back in. And the guy, I asked the guy, I'm like, okay, like how long does this take to heal? He's like, well, typically you take the amount of hours that it was out of the socket and you basically turn that into days. So I was like, huh, okay. I, I was actually really surprised at first, but he's like, yeah, you should be feeling pretty good by next weekend. So I was like, okay. Yeah, I was a little skeptical, obviously, that night, but, um, yeah, it, it honestly, uh, it wasn't the way I wanted to start the series, but with how it happened and how it felt, it was actually turned out to be okay. What, what is your, what's your shoulder problem history? Is this something you've dealt with? No, that was kind of the wild thing, is I popped my shoulder out maybe eight years ago one time, at Paula down in the States, but it went in and it's honestly never given me issues. And I don't even think it was that shoulder. I think it was the other one. <laughs> so it was really kind of a freak thing, to be honest. It kind of surprised me. <laughs> and, and I think it kind of surprised everyone else as well. 
Uh, okay, so that obviously dug you a little bit of a hole heading into the season. But uh, was the guy? How, how was it uh, to put back in? Because I hear horror stories. Actually, uh, Emily, of course, uh, pops shoulders back in all the time at the hospital, and she says sometimes it can be pretty rough. How was yours? Yeah. So at the track, I was trying to get people to do it because I've done uh, Wyatt Waddell's a few times. <laughs> He's always come and found me and popped it in. <laughs> um, so I was trying to find somebody that would pop it in and. Like, the medic guys won't do it for liability purposes because they're like, hey, like, we can't. And then everybody else is looking at me like, no way, man. Like, I'm not doing that. So, ran it into Kamloops. They just knocked me out for whatever the four or five minutes, popped it in, woke up, and it was back in. So, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I can't even tell you how it went in, but oh, okay. it knocked out. No, they knocked yeah, you out, okay. It, yeah, which I was surprised about because I thought they would just yank on it and pop it back in. But yeah, they they put me put me under quick. Forget I forget what drug they gave me, but yeah, it was pretty simple. Okay, all right. So then, uh, actually, how were you? Like, so was that something you were feeling the rest of the season, or like the guy said, did you were you fine? So it was kind of wild. I took obviously the week off, and then I went to Calgary on the Friday, and I rode there on the Friday. And I was like, okay, like, I can do this. Uh, and I was like, if I tape it up and run a whole bottle of Volterran on it, it should be good to go. <laughs> and uh, so we got to, and I was kind of like, okay, going into Drumheller, like, this will be perfect because they're the 315 minuters. I can come back, ice it, let it be mellow not going to be a sand track like we're not jerking on the thing a bunch and with how dry it was there anyways it actually turned out to be really good um but in the last moto at drum heller so throughout the day i was actually pretty stoked on it it felt really good and i was like okay like this thing's gonna be okay and then in the last moto um when i passed for the lead somebody has a video of it and i didn't share it with anybody but I came through that roller section and about three rollers in, it popped out again. Oh, jeez. And so I was actually going into the valley where Littner crashed and it was out. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then it popped back in before I landed. And then if you watch me for the rest of the moto, it is just like my elbow pinned to my side because I was like, oh shit. Right. This thing's going to be a problem type of deal. So. That's kind of, I was a little bit nervous after that because I was like, man, if this thing keeps popping out, like it's not going to be a good summer. So in Manitoba, I took it pretty easy and gentle on it and didn't want to push the envelope too hard. I was like, okay, like let's just get through the West and then we can have that weekend off and like let it rest a little bit and make it stronger. And so that's kind of what I did. And honestly, the shoulder was, was, really really good after that it wasn't a problem did it, you get to the, um, you, I mean obviously you're thinking like because you didn't expect it to pop out there in Drumheller but did you in the end were you not thinking about it because that's the kind of thing like like I popped my shoulder just swinging in beach volleyball and stuff and now it's on my it's on my mind you know like is it going to happen again yeah and that's the kind of the weird thing is I I really did stop thinking about it uh, that's good and that was the weird part about it in the, in the first place is it was never a problem and it was just kind of like this freak situation so I don't even really know why it happened or if it was just like perfect situation of me rotating my body and then the bars kind of snapping in cam loops and popping it and so I think just because it was that and 
I had fairly strong shoulders to begin with. And uh, yeah, it never gave me any problems the rest of the summer. And I, I kind of just slowly, as the rounds went on and on, I kind of forgot about it. Um, the only thing I was nervous about, even for like probably till after San Lee, was just like crashing on it, if that makes sense. I was like, okay, this thing's fine, like during the moto, but like I don't know if it can handle a good slam into the ground. So uh, if I felt like I was in a vulnerable position where I was hanging it out a little bit, bit too much I just backed it down a little bit and it's funny because I actually really do think it helped my riding and <laughs> the, in a roundabout way I think it was actually pretty good for me but at the same time it was a little bit on my mind but it slowly kind of went away all right okay so so the season goes on pretty good you're sitting there in third place and then we get to Walton and you decide to do the uh the transcan during the week and that uh threw another little wrench into your uh, your final plans right yeah, and even, this is actually the crazy part, so to even back it up further than that, oh, okay. um, after Manitoba, I mean, looking back on it, I think I got heat stroke pretty good. Oh, yeah, who didn't? And, who didn't? Yeah, who didn't, right? And so I was really sick for the rest of the summer, and, like, I can, I can tell everybody now, but I only practiced, like, five or six times last summer, the whole oh. summer. Because in the beginning, it was my shoulder, and I was doing everything to get it strong again. And then once I got out east, I was, like, sick a lot of the times, and I would just end up sleeping the entire week. And, um, like, even at San Lee, I remember coming off of practice and qualifying, and I was like, guys, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know how much I got in me today. Like, I just, like, feel like a bag of garbage, and, and I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to go very well. So, wow. I mean, that was... That was a lot of the rounds, and it was kind of wild. Um, Cause I think a lot of the time I was just taking the pressure off myself, and I was like, "Hey, man, just go, go ride as well as you know how to ride." And the body's there; it's there. And that was probably the most frustrating thing about leading the second moto at San Lee is I remember getting to about halfway, and I was in the lead, and I'm like, "I know I can win this thing." But then my body started to shut down in the second half, and I was like, come on, like, get me through this right now. So I was really bummed because I, I felt like I had the opportunity to steal that one away from Dylan and, and to get my first 450 win. But unfortunately, just with everything that was going on and the sicknesses that I did have, it just wasn't in the cards that time. But, uh, but yeah, I actually went home before that week um, for Walton. I felt really good, kind of let the body heal a little bit. Um, it just kind of let it relax more than anything. Came back and I was kind of stoked because I've never raced a week at Walton. <laughs> and I was like, hey, like if I win any of these classes, I can get on the on the giant sport. <laughs> um, right. Obviously, it's kind of the backwards route of most of the kids. And most of the kids, you know, they win a you know an amateur class and then win a pro race and get up there, but. <laughs> I was like, man, I really want to get up there. And uh, so that was kind of my plan going into it. I was like, that's my goal. Oh, that's funny. And yeah, so I was stoked. And it's kind of funny because Kev was like, man, you're like the only guy that's excited to be here right now. This is pro. <laughs> so, oh, you yeah, and Chris, you and Chris Blackmer. What's that? So you and Chris Blackmer, he's always excited to be there. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, so that first moto, gay drop, came around the first corner. 
this drop over the tunnel jump into that valley there, and I remember I was like, uh, I think it was McKee or Makai or whatever that came over on you just a little bit. He was just trying to find a different line. And then I swerved left and just lost the front end. And I remember just sliding and be like, oh my gosh, there's 30 dudes behind me. Oh, no. And then Elmer, Elmer Glue, as I like to call him, old Daniel Elmer, <laughs> smoked my head with his bike. And I was, yeah, I was pretty concussed after that one. So that was a bit of a bummer. Wow. So that uh, at that point, did you say, okay, I'm out for the rest of the week? Or what did you do? Yeah, so I was like, man, I just need to go and... Uh, see if I can even race for the weekend because at that point I was like man I can I can hardly walk right now so um, obviously I knew I had like I think it was like 20 some points on Tanner for third so I was like okay like I think we calculate the guys were calculating it for me because I couldn't calculate my tying my shoes at that point <laughs> so you know going into the weekend I got to a point where I was like okay like I know I can ride um, and I know it won't be pretty and I won't be where I normally am, but I can get enough points to secure my third place. And uh, so that's kind of what we did. It, like I said, it wasn't pretty and I'm proud of it, but <laughs> it's not so. Okay, okay. So yeah, so you're able to talk at a, just uh, nobody ask you questions after you hear, nobody ask me any questions, I'll just go out and uh, ride. <laughs> nope, I, uh, yeah. I, I was pretty quiet about that one. I obviously Kev and my guys knew the state that I was in, but I was right. like, well, you know what? I've seen multiple people all year long do the same thing as I did, so let's get her done. Hey, how, you mentioned uh, the at Sandalee kind of wishing you had that chance to break the streak of Dylan Wrights there, but to, how, how motivating was that for pro riders? I mean, me in the media, it's kind of a cool thing to latch on to, a cool story. Can this guy go undefeated all year? But it must motivate you guys like, screw this, i got to beat this guy. Yeah, 100%. That's, like, I felt like I had the opportunity, and that's kind of why it bummed me out, <laughs> to be honest. And, I mean, Dylan obviously rode one hell of a year, and uh, it was you know, cool to watch them do it, but yeah, it's, it's motivating and you're trying to figure out, um, you know, how you're going to beat the guy and do better. But uh, when I truly look back at the whole summer, like I had so much of my own shit going on that I was trying to sort through, <laughs> you know, like I was trying to make sure my shoulders were good and, you know, that I was even hydrated enough going into the weekends to race and ride. So, um, and it really bummed me out because like I said, I felt like, we had our bike in a really cool spot that I could ride it exactly how I wanted to ride it and so to not have me and my body show up the way that I know I can was really frustrating and so yeah it, it was a bummer in that sense but I mean you talk to lots of the guys I mean I've talked to Tyler before lots too and there's just sometimes weird years where you get a bug or you get heat stroke and then you're just constantly trying to recover from something and and like you can race and you can ride, but people are looking at you like, hey man, like, <laughs> like why is so inconsistent or why can't you pull it together? Right. You know, that's kind of the stuff that goes on in the background sometimes that um, some of us don't like to talk about. And I mean, yeah, maybe maybe we should all be more open about that stuff, but at the same time, stuff. All right. Yeah, our sport's funny like that. Nobody wants to show a weakness, blah, 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 whatever. It's whatever. It's, it's pro sport. Stuff happens. But hey, so 
All right, so now you kind of alluded to, you kind of mentioned uh, you are coming back next year. How much can you say about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, for the most part, we're pretty much pretty much a done deal with Kev. Um, just kind of got to put more things into writing and the paper that we verbally agreed upon. And so, yeah, I mean, I told him that I would love to come back at this point and make her happen, and I think everybody involved wants it to happen as well, so... Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a a done deal. Um, just got to more or less put the ink to the to the paper now, so. Okay, nice, man. All right, well, uh, okay, so the season ends, you grab that third, you get the, uh, I'm assuming, the bonus money that comes with the uh, podium finish? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, I wasn't out there just to look <laughs> at the trophy at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... It's a big part of it. I mean, you're incentivized to um, do the things that you are and get podiums and win races. So, yeah, that's that's a big part of why we do it is because it is our living at the end of the day. And um, yeah, it was it was a nice little addition to the bank account. That's for sure. Nice. All right. So what? Okay. So the season ended. You obviously have to uh, lick your wounds a little bit. Uh, what did you do when the season ended? I haven't spoken to you in a while. Yeah. So obviously, I went home and let the brain heal up a little bit um i had uh, mr meston out a few weekends to kamloops we went golfing just had a good time honestly just uh let loose for a little bit and then yeah i got a got a job i was just helping a guy uh, in kamloops just doing some renovations around town so building decks finishing out bathrooms and yeah, just trying to build another skill. Um, obviously, I know that racing is going to come to an end someday, so it's kind of nice to take a bit of the off-season, take those couple months and more or less learn and grow and kind of see what's next and see what I'm really passionate about and interested in. So, yeah, I took the time to kind of do that. And now I'm just back in Saskatchewan helping, helping my dad here. Um, before I head to California uh, in February. Oh, okay, that's what I was going to ask you. You're going to come down to kind of the city. Is uh, Keelan coming down with you? <laughs> you never know. I would love for <laughs> Mr. Meston to race another year, and I think he's a little bit on the fence, too. Oh, uh, the crossroads. That's right, the crossroads. I, I hope he can figure it out, and I hope he can get down there. Obviously, him and I have done that together for a lot of years, and him and I were pretty good down there together, so... Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you can make that happen. If not, we can always add a couple others to the group and make a good training group down there. But that's—I uh, don't know why—but I always seem to have good success and good progress with my bike when I stick to the West Coast. Um, I did the Club MX thing for a couple of years. Really enjoyed it. Those guys are awesome there. The facility is amazing, but it is a long drive for me to get there. It's just a different atmosphere from California and just different soil and stuff. So, yeah, I thought I'd go back to what I knew or know, I should say, in California and uh, keep growing from there. Okay. Now, now who would you, uh, where would you stay down here? How, do you have that sorted out yet? Do you, I mean, I remember when you and Keelan had that house and stuff last time I, <laughs> I uh, crashed in on there with you guys, but uh, who would you be hanging out with this time? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Huh. That, that's funny that's a, that's two years ago now <laughs> yeah. uh, we got a we got a friend from Calgary actually that owns a house um, in the Canyon Lake area 
so we stay there. It's pretty nice. He's got like a whole gym set up in his garage, and uh, the accommodations are just really nice. So we uh, work out a deal with him to stay there and pull his weeds while he's gone and stuff. And <laughs> it works out pretty good. So yeah, that's kind of the plan is to head back to that general area. And, Set up home base there for a little bit. Oh, awesome. Okay. Hey, now, uh, I've been hanging out with, uh, since Kyle Springman is down here with Parker Eels doing the West Coast 250 Supercross Series. I've um, been chatting with him, and I said, you know what? It's, it's uh, you guys are cyclists and stuff, too. Now, do you have any questions for uh, for Sean Moffenbeyer? It's week number three. And here's what they came up with. Are you ready? I am ready. I'm happy. I'm happy about this. Yeah, uh, nothing, nothing. To they just want to know because uh, with all that's going on these days, what percentage would you say you are on an electric assist mountain bike versus a regular mountain bike these days? <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> if we're talking the springtime. It's probably 20% e-assist, 80% pedal. Okay. If we're talking the fall time, I would say it's around 100% e-assist <laughs> and 0% pedaling. Wow. They, uh, you know, they did a lot of shit talking, those two, about e-bikes for a long time. And then, what do you know, Mr. Springman came to the races with an e-bike, and he joined the club, so... <laughs> Once you, it's hard. Once you cross the line and you and you come to the e-bike center, it's, it's hard to go back. You know. Well, for people listening to this, and I know I've ridden with you in Kamloops, and I can totally see how much fun an e-bike would be to go up those hills and then just fly down and then just turn around and go back up again, no problem. Well, that's the thing. Instead of doing say fifteen k, you just do thirty. Right. And, you know, you're just. I mean, you can make it as hard or as um, easy as you want. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of cool because I, I got a good group of guys that I ride with. And um, if I'm pedaling with them, it's not the most fun for them because I <laughs> make them work really hard. And so when we e-assist, you know, I'll just go on a, like a easier or trail mode. Then those guys will run turbo or little higher mode yeah it's just a little bit it's more fun for a group to go together because everybody's more equal and you get a couple more laps in and get to explore a little more if you take them look at me I sound like a salesman right now I'm just going to stop before they (laughs) they send more questions to you (laughs) alright well that's good to know So, but when I show up there without any assist you'll ride your pedal bike right? of course yeah I love pedaling and I love e-assist um, I always joke that I feel like Catherine Pendrel on my e-bike and I can just <laughs> pedal for days. Also, let me yes, just, I will pedal with you. Let me just say this. As long as you're not an e-assist guy on the roads, we're okay. Yeah, I don't know who those people are. That's weird. That's, that's weird. <laughs> I like when you're like over 60, like that's weird. I like when you're cycling along. I got these little, uh, you know, handlebar mount rear view mirror on my left side. And you look back and you see someone sitting up straight and they're gaining on you. You're doing like 40K <laughs> an hour. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like having like a Tony with a basket. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> okay, we had another, uh, another mail-in question. Okay. From whom? I can't say. Okay. It's a mystery. They would like to know who you miss more, Cale Foster or Hayden Halstead over there on the team, and why? Oh, for sure, Cale. 
Hayden and I butted heads a lot because Hayden thought that I should be more involved in setting up and tearing down the tent. <laughs> so him and I used to butt heads a little bit. I actually, I think Hayden's great though. I admire the heck out of what he's done. And that guy can ride go for faster than most people ever will be able to. <laughs> and my, uh, I have special memories of Kale. That guy has also uh, taught me a lot. He's a man of few words, but the words that he does say, you better be paying attention to. <laughs> you know? And honestly, what that guy's done in his own life and, um, you know, just how he's turned around his health and, and got the uh, WP job and stuff, it's really cool to see uh, what he's been able to accomplish as well. And, and uh, we miss him. We miss him uh, greatly and his ideas across the board. But, yeah. I would say Kale over Hayden. Okay, that was a mail-in question from a gentleman named Kale Foster. Okay. No, I'm kidding. It, I'm kidding. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. Well, um, boy, that was that was a good chat, man. We learned quite a bit about your last season. That sounded like uh, that was a bit of a tougher one than a lot of people watching from the outside looking in would uh, would have realized, right? Yeah, and it's hard because like. You want to tell people, you want to be like, hey man, I've been sick for two or three weeks. I'm trying to figure out why, I don't know why. But at the same time, like it, I don't know, it sounds like you're making excuses too and I'm not a person to make excuses. Yeah, you don't want to be like, like that. hey. I mean, they hire you to ride a motorcycle and that's, you know, I go out there and try to do my best every weekend. Whether the circumstances are shoulders popping out or, you know, get dizzy and can't see straight then that's the way she is sometimes hey what I was just thinking another uh, problem you had at Kamloops way back in time there didn't you really hurt was that a femur you did the one time or what did you do at Kamloops one time no actually it's funny because I saw that photo the other day too that was the year that Yamaha had weird um, problems with the 450 hitting neutral between second and third uh. and I hit second and third I hit a neutral in there and uh, I pretty much scorpioned myself on the backside. Oh, right, right. I thought I had done like something to a vertebrae or something, but it was just honestly a bunch of torn up muscles and more of that stuff than anything else. Right, okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember the details, but I remember the. I remember it happening. I remember being there, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm getting old, man. The brain. How old are you now these days? How old are you? Oh, I'm 30. I'm getting old. Okay, now you that, can tell by the way I interview now because I don't give two flying Fs about a lot of things. Well, you don't say the F word, apparently. No, I could, but then you'd have to put that E-rated thing <laughs> on the on the podcast. Oh, That's good, good. Yeah. yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. That sounds like extra work on my part. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to cause that. Okay, well, the fact that you're still a few years younger than Tyler Medallia then, are you more impressed with Dylan going undefeated or the fact that Tyler Medallia is still so damn hard to beat? It's not that Tyler's so damn hard to beat. It's that he signed another two-year deal. <laughs> like, two more years. Like, when I feel old, I can't even feel old, because that guy's old. You know? And, but I give it to him. That guy That guy is inspirational to myself. And some of the, I mean, a lot of the guys that are getting older, you look to that guy, and you're like, huh. But then you look at, like, Heidi and what she deals with with all the kids and bakery and stuff, and you each. I don't know how Heidi puts up with them either. So. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of questions for those guys, you know? 
Well, I got him on the phone right now. Tyler. No, I'm just kidding. Bailing uh, question. Tyler. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, Sean. Well, hey, I'm I, sorry. I, I lied to you a second ago. I thought we were uh, thought we were wrapping it up and I had that other question for you. But hey, what? Uh, before we hang up, is there anything else that you're sitting there? You're kind of like, okay, maybe there's something else I should tell them. Anything else we need to know or anything? Or are we good? I mean, I can't think of much. I can say that uh, a big reason of me coming back was going and riding that new Yamaha 450 this fall. Right. I was kind of... I knew that bike was coming. It was supposed to be here last year, and so I was kind of bummed when it didn't show up. But uh, that was kind of my... When I went and rode it, I was like, okay, if they did an excellent job with this thing, and it's a great starting platform, then I'll keep going. And if they really messed it up, then... I'll pack her in basically <laughs> and uh, yeah honestly that that bike has given me a lot of, to look forward to for the winter and to grow on and I'm pretty excited to get on it and see you know what we can make out of it as a team obviously what we ride versus the states is a much um, production based you know system versus you know what Eli and Brandis are riding so um, it'll be kind of yeah it'll be cool to see what we can do and I'm, I'm excited to do another year with the guys Okay, yeah, you know what's funny is uh, I kind of, uh, as a talk show host kind of thing, I put my sheet down here and I didn't look, and now that I look, my sixth question here is, uh, we last saw you at the 2023 YZ450 intro at Sandalee. How much was the new bike <laughs> influence in your decision to come back? Uh, and there, there was the question right there, so you just answered it, so thanks for doing my job for me partly. I mean... I don't have to tell you how good that bike is. You rode it. Well, how was how are we supposed to tell on a muddy day at Sandalee? It's really tough to get a feel for the bike, if you ask me. Uh, I saw you riding out there, and I was very impressed. <laughs> that I wasn't going backwards? In fact, <laughs> in fact, I offered you my race bike for the year, and you didn't even want to ride it. For the year. <laughs> From the year. You could have rode it that day. Could have done a back-to-back comparison. Yeah, well... Similar. I realized I hadn't taken any photos, so I had to get out there and take some photos. <laughs> All right, no, plus, plus I was scared. Yeah. I was just scared. Uh, dry tack track, I'll take you up on your race bike trial. How about that? Okay, come on out. We'll get you out there during the summer. We'll make sure that it's like a 42 degrees day. Nice and hot. Perfect. Yeah, you'll love it. It's a really good time. Well, Sean, I appreciate you taking the time and being so candid with your answers and talking about everything. I think a lot of us learned some stuff there about uh, what you went through last season. So congrats on that third place, man. That was uh, a hard and well-earned podium for you. But uh, um, I guess, are your sponsors the same? Do you want to thank anybody before we uh, sign off? I think they're the same. I mean, obviously, the guys at Yamaha have been behind me for years, and it's I have such a amazing and cool relationship with those guys and uh, same with the FXR guys it's cool to you know stop in at their headquarters and see how far they've come since even 2017 when you know I got my championship with them and so yeah I mean those guys are obviously still involved and then um, Kev and Joe Skid and Alan Brown and even to have uh, Donk in my corner the last couple of years just feel like I have a lot of great people that have been around the sport for a really long time and um, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty amazing to have them working in my corner and representing them and excited to see what we can do this year. All right. Well, uh, thanks for taking this time, man. That was a good chat. I, I appreciate it. That was fun. And, um, 
Yeah, good luck. I guess. Uh, where are you right now? What uh, what little what small town in Saskatchewan are you in or heading to? Oh, I am actually in Alberta. I am oh, almost geez. to Tabor, Tabor, Alberta. You've driven all the way to Alberta now. Oh, we drive everywhere. Wow. We're speedy. What We're are speedy. <laughs> we fix everything. What are you driving? What am I driving? Yeah. Uh, an SUV, BMW SUV. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's a comfortable, <laughs> comfortable ride when you live in it every day. What's the gas price? I don't know. I've been using card locks. I really have no idea what the gas price is. Okay, all right. Yeah, I got nothing for you. <laughs> all Good right, Sean. Good questions. Riveting. Really, uh, really riveting. Oh, okay, that sounds like a dig. We're gonna go off on the. We're now we're ending on a dig. That's that hurts. But uh, all right, buddy. Well, we'll see you at round one. That's great news that you're coming back for another year. So we'll uh, we'll see you at round one, man. And thanks for the chat. And we'll uh, say hey. To, I feel like uh, Marky Mark here when I say say hey to the folks. But uh, say hey to your folks, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Will do. <laughs> okay, buddy. Thanks, man. See you later. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.